this this beautiful Mother's Day. Good to have, good to have all the moms. We want to honor all the moms that are that are with us, and we also want to honor the moms that have gone on to the reward. It, it doesn't matter if they're here or they're not. Their influence is still here. Their love is still here. And we want to thank you. We got some exciting things. As you can see, we got a photo booth set up, so make sure you get a picture with your mom and your significant other back there. Uh, right after service, we're going to have two baptisms. Woohoo! It took a little while to get here. It took a little while to coordinate it. But Miss um, Bailey and Miss Chloe are going to be baptized right after service. Very exciting. And uh, it's good to have good to have all of our visitors with us. Good to have my, my, my new family here with us, all my sons and daughters. And uh, I want everybody to welcome for the first time as the first lady of True Tabernacle, Sister Angela is with us here. She tried to kill me in all the roller coasters last week, but I, I survived to tell the tale. Now, we had a good time away and good to have, good to have her with, good to have mom with us here today. And, and uh, I've asked uh, Sister, Sister Shana, the, my, my daughter, to come speak to us. I know she's got a, a word of the Lord. I appreciate it and I love this, this family tremendously and I love their desire for the kingdom of God. And uh, it's just good to have them. And, and I know she's going to do good. Sister Shay, come on up. Let's welcome her to Truth Tabernacle today. Praise the Lord, Truth Tabernacle. Such a blessing and an honor to be here with you all today. Don't take it lightly. First of all, I'd like to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. It's a wonderful day to celebrate all that you do for your family and the sacrifice that goes on all year long that sometimes is unrecognized, but today I want to take a moment and honor you. Um, I'd also like to honor my mother. Um, she's such a blessing to our family, and she's the real deal. And I'm telling you, you all are blessed to have her here, and she's going to love you like her own. Um, I give honor to my dad. Uh, such a blessing he's been to our family and um, just welcoming us all in and filling a void that's been there for a long time um, so I'm thankful for him and for him asking me to speak today I don't take it lightly being behind your pulpit um, and I'd also like to take a minute to honor my pastor for allowing me to be here and um, to minister to you all today and um, my family of course all my brothers and all my sisters I won't name them because it would take a very long time <laughs> which is wonderful. Um, and my husband and my daughters, of course, such a blessing and a joy to have them with me. Um, I told my husband before we came here, he spent a long time behind this pulpit last time we were here. <laughs> so I'm going to do you all a favor. I'm going to keep it short and I'm going to keep it sweet and just give you what the Lord gave me today because he definitely right away um, after dad asked me to speak put a word in my heart for Truth Tabernacle and wants me to let you know that he loves you and he has a very specific word for you today. Um, so we're just going to take a minute and pray that the word would be anointed today. It's already from him, so it's already anointed, but that um, I would be a vessel that he can use and that he would bless us all today. <clears throat> oh, dear Lord, we worship you, God. We honor you. 
Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to be together, God, to worship together with your people, God. Lord, you have a deep love for this congregation, Lord. I feel it in my spirit, Lord, from the moment that you gave me the word for them, God. Lord, I pray that you administer, God, get me out of the way, Lord, so that your perfect will could be done and accomplished here. Lord, I pray that you bless every mother under the sound of my voice, every child here, God, that you would have your perfect will, God, and that your saints would be touched by this word that you have for them today. We thank you for it, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Scents have a lot of power. Scents evoke different responses depending on the type of scent. They can trigger memories from the past, bring nostalgia to your mind. One for me is growing up, I had a doll that I had sprayed a certain perfume on as a child, and it wasn't just any perfume, but it was the perfume of teenage girls in the 90s. Um, So I was way ahead of my time because I was about seven or eight years old. (laughs) But I think most of you would know it. It's Bath and Body Works Sweet Pea was the scent that everybody had. And so it was wonderful. Anyway, um, now every time that I smell that scent, I am instantly transported back to St. Clair Square Mall where I first saw that beautiful baby doll just calling my name. Um, So that's one moment of nostalgia that I have with a certain smell tied to a smell. Um, smells can also bring you feelings of comfort. Um, for instance, every time I'm at my grandmother's home, it smells the same. It smelled the same way my entire life. And um, it's the smell of fresh brewed coffee and laundry. And anytime I smell that combination together, I'm instantly at ease. And it's like a sigh of relief <laughs> comes over me and I just feel at home. Um, they also, smells have this power to induce strong cravings. Um, My husband, as many of you know, is a barbecue fanatic. (laughs) Um, If he even senses or senses a twinge of hickory smoke in the air, he will automatically stop the car, turn around, and head to our local meat market to see what they have on sale that he can put in his smoker. So they also induce cravings for me because anytime I smell ribs on the smoker, I'm like, okay, dinner's coming. Um, he also thinks that hickory smoke is one of the best colognes that a man can wear. And <laughs> no joke, he's, he'll be smelling his clothes. Um, but I'm convinced that if they bottled the scent of hickory smoke, that it would be in his drawer and he would wear it on a daily basis. <laughs> um, but scents also have the ability to create a certain atmosphere. There's a certain scent of wax melt that I buy for my home at Christmas time or in the winter, um, and it makes every day throughout the winter season feel like Christmas time. Just that cozy feeling of being at home with your family around the tree, um, listening to Christmas carols, that's the feeling that it gives you. Also, to go along with that, anytime I smell something citrusy, it gets me in a happy mood. Um, So I often have that in my home as well. Um, Scents also have the power to spark interest. Think about the first time you experienced a certain smell, and it made you ask, what is that? Curiosity was sparked. The smell was different. It immediately grabbed your attention because it was something you had never experienced before. 
2 Corinthians 2, verses 14 through 15 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. What an honor. We talked about all the things that scents can do. They can cause comfort and they can cause um, an interest to be sparked. And that is what we are through Christ to others. I'm, I'm thankful for that. The Bible says that Christians have a certain spiritual scent. And this scent is not only evident to fellow believers, but it's evident, evident to those who are perishing or those who are in the world. The Bible goes on to say that this scent is death to some and life to others. We do not decide how they interpret this godly scent. It is our responsibility to simply release the aroma. So this begs the question, are we releasing this godly aroma to those who we come in contact with on a daily basis? We must be totally dependent on God in order for us to make an impact on others. We must allow him to work through us. Simply, we cannot accomplish spiritual things through carnality and through our own desires. We are not good enough on our own to, be, to attract people to Christ because people can tell a difference between something that is genuine and something that's fake. We have to be consistent. We must give the same aroma at home, at work, at church, at school, at the gas station, wherever we find ourselves in our daily life, no matter who we're with, we have got to be the same. We have to emulate Christ. Jesus said that people will know that we are his followers by the love that we have towards one another. This cannot be faked. We either have it or we do not. But how do we be consistent? How do we emulate the aroma of Christ? This definitely sounds like something that we must be intentional about. Honestly, it sounds like something that might cost us at times. Yes, reaching the world is going to cost us. It is a sacrifice. But Paul said in Romans 12, 1 through 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect, and what is the will of God. The only hope we have of reaching the lost is to make a daily decision to present ourselves and to allow God to him, or present ourselves to him and to allow him to transform us into what he wants us to be. That, and only that, is how we can diffuse the life-giving aroma of Christ to those around us, is through Jesus. Sometimes sacrifice can be painful, but God does not waste your pain. In 2 Corinthians 2.14, Paul says that God causes us to triumph. The word triumph refers to being victorious in a battle or a struggle. I know I've been through struggles in my life, and if it wasn't for the Lord, I would not triumph but he has brought me through and caused me to triumph. It's through the struggles, the pains, and the victories of life that the godly aroma is diffused to those around us. It is not going to make sense sometimes when you are doing what God has asked you to do, but you have to do it anyway. I have to do it anyway. It might hurt sometimes, but keep diffusing that godly aroma to those around you. 
they need it. This world needs the Lord. There is not only sacrifice involved in diffusing this attractive aroma, but we must allow God to break us. We have to be broken. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7, that we hold this treasure in earthen vessels and that the power of God can be displayed through us. But then he says that we are pressed. This word refers to the process of pressing grapes. The beautiful scent of grapes is only released when they are pressed and when they are broken. Paul clarifies that this breaking will not be our end when he says we might be broken, but we will not be crushed. We are most like him, most like Jesus, when we are broken and when we die to our own will. Psalms 51:17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. When you are broken in his presence, he can cause something wonderful to happen. There really is a benefit to your brokenness. If the singers and musicians could come. I told you I wouldn't be long today. But God gave me this specific word. Who knows the people that are going to be reached just on the other side of your brokenness? When a bottle of perfume is broken, its concentrated chemistry is suddenly released. Its aroma floods out and it's immediately noticed. It cannot be denied that something in the room has changed since the breaking. The same is true when we are spiritually broken. In the Bible, Mary lived a troubled life. Bad decision after bad decision had taken their toll on her life and she was in disarray and she was broken. Until one day she met Jesus and everything in her life changed for the better. The damaged goods she thought she was left to salvage were turned into a teachable testimony that has been the subject of numerous sermons and songs. One day she found herself in the presence of the master and decided that it was time for a godly aroma to be released. Thank you, Jesus. In Mark 14 and 3, it says, And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as Jesus sat at the table, the woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. Everything happening in that room stopped when the flask was broken. An aroma that had not yet been released was finally released as we stand together. The Bible says that this whole thing surprised people. Some thought it was wasteful. I'm sure some thought the scent was too strong, or maybe they thought it did not smell pleasant. Others might not understand your brokenness and the situations you're going through. But don't stop allowing God to diffuse his aroma through you. They need you. While others ridiculed her, Jesus said in Mark 14, 6, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. Some might reject the aroma, but keep diffusing it. You never know who is needing to experience it for the first time. I want Jesus to say the same about me that he said about Mary. 
I want to do a good work for him. I want to tell you today, saints, God is desiring to use someone that is willing to present themselves to him as a sacrifice. And even though it's not easy, he will honor your sacrifice. He never returns void. He always blesses sacrifice and he always blesses brokenness. And there's always an anointing that comes through being broken. He is looking for someone that is willing to trust him with their brokenness. It is only through this that we can diffuse the godly aroma that will attract others into a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you want to diffuse that godly scent, I invite you to come today and make a commitment to God. Time is rapidly expiring, and we need as many people diffusing a Christian sin as we can. So I'm asking you if the Lord is drawing you, if he's pulling at your heart, if you're in the middle of your brokenness right now, would you come? Would you offer those broken pieces to him? Because he wants to put it back together, and it's going to be more beautiful. Your life will be more beautiful than it ever could have been before you were broken. Just pour that out to him right now. Father, we worship you. God, we love you. God, we worship you, Jesus. The sacrifice of a broken and contrite heart are pleasing to you, God. Lord, I have the desire today to be a pleasing aroma, God. To lose myself, God. To lose who I am to you, Jesus. So that my life can be a pleasing aroma, God. That will lead others to you, Lord. To your love, God. And your victory, Jesus. God, I worship you today. I magnify you, God. Thank you, Father, for who you are, Jesus. Lord, you, God, have started a good work, and you'll be faithful to complete it, God. You'll take everything, God, the good and the bad, and work it together for the good, Lord. We put ourselves in your hands, God. We put ourselves on the potter's wheel today, God. 